This podcast is brought to you by TheBreakdownSports.com. Are you into prop betting or daily fantasy sports, or maybe both? I have some great news for you. TheBreakdownSports.com is partnering with a brand new company that combines daily fantasy sports with player props called Thrive Fantasy. It's really fun, and they're the first of its kind. The way it works is you enter contests using your own lineup made of prop bets. The more prop bets you guess correctly, the more points you get, and the greater chance you have at winning money. If you deposit $10 now using our link in the description, Thrive Fantasy will match your deposit with free $10 credit. Use our link and try it out now. Alright, this is the first episode of End to End Puck Talk Podcast. This episode is being recorded on Saturday, February 23rd, and I'm Thomas Fessio, and I'm here with Andrew Flager. How's it going, everybody? Uh, so we're going to talk about some hockey news to start off, and we're going to talk about, obviously, the big news that just happened uh, yesterday, and that's Matt Duchesne heading over to the Columbus Blue Jackets for a c- couple of picks and a couple of prospects. So uh, what do you think of the, of the trade, Andrew? Yeah, you know what? I think I kind of feel bad for Matt Duchesne. Um, I really thought that Columbus was going to be going through a, a little bit of a rebuild. There has been talk about uh, Bobrovsky getting traded away, Panarin, uh, I believe there was talk about him getting traded away as well. I'm kind of surprised that Columbus made the jump to go and get Duchesne. Uh, I think it's a good move for them if they're planning on sticking with Panarin, Bobrovsky, and Duchesne as their uh, like core players. Uh, Ottawa obviously got some very good assets in return for Duchesne. Uh, I think for both teams, it's pretty beneficial. Yeah. And then I don't know much about the prospects, to be honest. Um, but yeah, like I, I think it's good for both teams. Yeah, Ottawa acquires Vitaly Abramov, a third round pick from Columbus in 2016, and Jonathan Davidson, a, a sixth round pick. And I don't know what draft, but yeah, those are two good prospects that help Ottawa for the future as they're heading into a massive rebuild. And yeah, I think Matthew Shane will help a lot going into the playoffs. I assume that the Columbus Blue Jackets will make the playoffs with, I mean, those three players, Matthew Shane, um, Artemi Panarin, and Sergei Bobrovsky in that. So hopefully it works out for them, but they're all free agents at the end of the year. So yeah, that's, that's what they got to watch out for. But they will definitely make a playoff push, I think, as of yeah, right now. I assume so with the team they have. So And the Sens, on the other hand, too, they're going to be looking to move Mark Stone pretty soon and before Ryan the deadline Zingle. on Monday. Yeah. And yes, and Zingle too. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully, the, trade the deadlines next two days, good. Obviously, what yeah. they're going to do with those two guys. All right, and then we have a trade: Hagelin traded to the Washington Capitals from the Los Angeles Kings in return for a third-round pick in 2019, a conditional sixth-round pick in 2020. So Hagelin is currently actually playing right now against Buffalo Sabers in his first game. Yeah, and, and I see- think I think both of us have uh, the game on in the background right now. Yeah, we are actually. Speaking. Yeah, we actually do, and Hagelin's doing pretty good. He's playing penalty kill, and he's playing third line for them. So Yeah, he's getting some good ice time. Yeah, so what do you think about that trade for them heading into the playoffs for the Caps? I think the Caps made this trade for playoff depth. Hagelin is he's a very fast forward. Um, I'm, I, don't, I think he's playing on the third line today, Yeah, I believe. Um, yeah, so I, I think they just traded for him to get a little bit of depth there, mainly for the playoffs to make another cup push, I think. Yeah, hopefully they win another cup. Ovi deserves it. And Hagelin did a lot of um, good things with Hagelin um, and Kessel in the 2017 Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah. So, so hopefully he can help the Caps win another one. Yeah, exactly. He has that playoff experience. And then we have another trade. Sam Gagne for Ryan Spooner. Uh, the Oilers are reacquiring 
their centerman draft pick, uh, Sam Gagne from the Vancouver Canucks. Gagne played in the AHL for the Toronto Marlies the past couple games, 40 games for them. And I think they're just acquiring him because they're more familiar with him than Ryan Spooner. Both of their contracts are similar. They're, multi- they're both making around $3 million per season. So I think Gagne is more familiar with the Oilers, and I think that's why they acquired him. Yeah, and I think uh, Vancouver was going for Spooner to like get a, a younger player similar to playing style of Sam Gagne yeah. uh, to kind of like be a part of that. I'm assuming they're going to be rebuilding or trying to rebuild in the <laughs> trying next couple to rebuild. years. <laughs> yeah, especially with Connor McDavid. That's going to be hard, especially because he's such a good player and probably one of the best in the NHL right now. But he got suspended, which we will talk about later. Yeah, we actually will. Uh, uh, then... I'm also I'm very happy to see Sam Gagne going back to the Oilers as well. I was a big fan of him. I, I love watching his highlights still to this day. Of the shootout was, moves? Yeah. yeah, his shootout moves and breakaway moves were just disgusting. Yeah, he's a bit older now, but hopefully he brings that to the Oilers lineup. He's only 29 years old, believe it or not. I know, I thought, but he, like, I thought yeah. he was a little bit older, though. I thought he was like around like 28 and he is, so I think that's a good move for the Oilers. For both teams, it's decent, I think. It's a smart move for both teams, I think. Yeah, I think Gagne could... He'll definitely be able to mentor some of the young guys on Edmonton. Exactly, and he scored in his second game against, uh, I believe it was, I don't know who it was against, I think it was against Arizona. So Yeah, I, th- I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, and that, that's one of his old teams as well, Arizona. So he's been bouncing around a lot, but hopefully he stays in Edmonton, but we'll see. Yep. And then Edmonton involved another trade. They sent uh, their goalie Cam Talbot for young goalie Anthony Stolarts from the Philadelphia Flyers. So. Uh, yeah, I'm not really too sure why Philly made this trade, to be honest. I guess they're just trying to break that franchise record, whatever it was, for starting <laughs> most goalies in the season. Yeah. I think it's seven, right? Eight, I think. Eight now? <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. Um, yeah. yeah, but they picked up Cam Talbot, who hasn't been good this season. Uh, he has a huge contract on him. Philly's, I guess they're... I don't know if there's like a backdoor deal here. I think... Edmonton was just looking to get rid of cap space, and that's exactly yeah. what they did here. Yeah, and they brought another goalie, Anthony Storr. It's younger because they yeah, just, he's a young guy. Yeah, just locked up Miko Koskinen, who doesn't even have a full season in NHL experience for four point five million for the next three years. So I guess yeah. they are going to choose him over Cam Talbot, obviously, as they traded Cam Talbot. Probably, yeah. And Cam Talbot is probably going to mentor um, Carter Hart in Philadelphia. Yeah, Carter Hart, he's been pretty good this year. Yeah, he has, and he's very young. Yeah, he is. He's he's amazing. I'm he's, a big fan of him. Yeah, he's not getting the start tonight though in the stadium series as Brian Elliott will be getting the start. So yeah, so I don't know if you actually saw uh, the stadium series jerseys, Thomas. The stadium yeah. series is happening tonight at eight o'clock, I believe. Yeah. In Philly, um, it's between the Penguins and at the Lincoln Flyers. Field, right? Sorry. At Lincoln Field, where the uh, Eagles play, right? Yes, I yeah, oh, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Um. The one thing I was a big fan of in those uniforms were the helmets. I know. It's hard to describe for our listeners here, but just go on Instagram, whatever. I think NHL posted it, and the Flyers and Penguins obviously would have posted it. Look at these helmets. The logo just it looks co- so cool. I, I yeah. can't even describe it. Just go look at these helmets. I'm, I like them. I don't know. <laughs> because, like, it's weird. Like, usually the teams have the helmet, like um... – yeah, the just logo like a small logo small, on the yeah. side. But these logos are like zoomed in and they're neon. Like they stand out. Yeah, they almost remind sick. me of uh, like university hockey helmets. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
like the Harvard and Northern Notre Dame and a little bit like they're kind of flashy in that sense. yeah yeah I like them they're really nice and they're both two teams that have a color clash of their good colors yellow and black and um, orange black yeah so that game's happening tonight other news Don Cherry last week he called out the Carolina Hurricanes for uh, well he called them jerks on Hockey Night in Canada last Saturday for their celebrations after games Thomas what do you think about this I don't I mean, he's old school hockey, as you can tell, on hockey in Canada. So I get where he's coming from, that they keep doing this and it's making a mockery of the NHL. But one side of me does agree with him, one side doesn't. The side that does is because it's old school. John Cherry's old school. Everyone knows that he coached the Bruins in the 80s and 70s. So in that sense, I guess no one did it at the time because hockey was a growing sport at the time. It wasn't as flashy, I guess. But nowadays, like, the Carolina Hurricanes weren't supposed to be a good team to start off with this season. No. But as like to get gain more fans to come to the game, they did these sellies. So it's a smart marketing tool for the, the Hurricanes this season. And they're actually doing good. So more and more sellies are coming, 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 and more fans are going to the game. So they want to see the celebration at the end of the game. That's what they look forward to. And I think they're just really, really funny. Some of them are really funny. Yeah, I have basically the same take on it. I think it's good to get fans out to games. And Thomas, where do the Carolina Hurricanes play out of again? Raleigh. Raleigh, Carolina, North Carolina or something. Yeah, in Carolina, right? And who yeah. the hell watches hockey in Carolina? Exactly. They're, I did some research. They're ranked, right now they're ranked 28th in the league in average fan attendance. They have about 13,930 fans coming out to games on a nightly basis. Um, they improved that from last year. Last year, they had 13,320 fans coming out to the games on a nightly basis. Yeah. But they're still in the bottom four in attendance. Uh, I, I like the idea of having fun on the ice and trying to get fans to come out to games. I think they are kind of doing that in a sense, and they're getting fans um, they are. like interested. And fans are coming out to games, enjoying themselves, having a good time. I would agree with you 100%. But I understand why Cherry's calling them jerks. He's old school hockey. It's not very professional of the Canes to be selling like that. So it I completely understand. It isn't professional, but in the sense, like, that's what hockey fans want to see. Like, I don't know if you agree with this, but hockey players are probably one of the most least, like, outgoing players when it comes to interviews and interactions with, you know, the media, like, yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. Yeah. So seeing this is making NHL fans going, oh, like this is really cool. They like, have if personality. Keep... Like, exactly. They, yeah, yeah, personality. They're exactly. having fun. And the Carolina Hurricanes are battling for a playoff spot. So hopefully we see that in the playoffs, maybe once or twice, or maybe a series win for that matter. Uh, next, next note we're going to talk about is the Charlie Coyle trade. He's going to the Boston Bruins in exchange for Ryan Donato in a fifth round pick. Donato is was a prospect of the Boston Bruins, but obviously didn't, didn't pan out well for the Bruins as he was supposedly to be the um, a top ten Calder choice this year. So I don't know what your thoughts on that, Andrew. But yeah, I think the Bruins kind of stole Charlie Coyle from uh, Minnesota. Um, yeah, Ryan Donato, he was supposed to be a stellar young star, but yeah. he's only been disappointing the Bruins. So I think the Bruins won this trade, in my opinion. Yeah, I think they wanted what they're looking for, looking for third-line depth, third-line center. He could play the wing, the left wing, he could play center. So I think that's Yeah, what he, the he could move around a lot, that's for sure. 
yeah, they're just acquiring depth and more scary assets to play against Leafs, which we don't like. So yeah. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Thomas and I are both Leafs fans. Yeah, not biased though. Not biased. No, we won't be biased in this podcast. Not at hopefully. all. Hopefully, there might be a couple moments where we will be a little bit biased. But, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm biased, but I'm a good fan. But I understand that the the Leafs are like the center of the NHL universe. So yeah, you can't you can't disagree with that. But I won't be going into too detail about the Leafs every time on this podcast. So yeah, no. But anyways, back to the the Bruins situation, they are probably going to be playing the Leafs in the playoffs. I don't think the Bruins or the Leafs are going to be catching the Capitals unless somehow the Leafs and the Bruins can drop beneath the Canadians and the Canadians like kind of bump up to third and or second in the, uh, yeah. In their division. It's going to be tough. Like any, any team has to go through Tampa in the East, no matter what. And Tampa is just, I don't know. They have a good shot this year. I think they're just the golden state warriors of the NHL this year. So, yeah. Looking forward to the playoff run. Anyways, that's it for trade news this morning. Yep. Um, if you want to see some more uh, NHL trade deadline content, you could check out our website on thebreakdownsports.com. You want to talk about McDavid? Yes. Yeah, so Connor McDavid got suspended yesterday, two games for his hit to head on Nick Letty of the New York Islanders. Thomas, what do you think about that hit? Honestly, yeah, it's worthy of a suspension. And I know the Edmonton Oilers weren't so happy about it because they actually went out into the media and said that this they are going to um, appeal the suspension because the Edmonton Oilers are making a playoff run. I don't know why they are, but they are. And McDavid's obviously like one of the best like parts in their team. So missing him for two games is going to be key to the Edmonton Oilers because people would say he is the Edmonton Oilers. And it was a bad hit. I think he was deserving of two games. But if they appeal it, I assume it's going to go down to one game, not missing any games. So, See, I, I'm, I completely disagree with that really? opinion. I Yes, I thought McDavid was – he first of all, he was gliding into Letty when he was making his hit. It's not like he was charging him, intending to injure him. He did kind of stick his elbow out a little bit near the end of the hit. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was suspension-worthy. Hearing-worthy, yes. I believe that he should have had a hearing with the NHLPA, whatever that circumstance was, whatever. But I don't I don't think he deserved to get suspended. If he had a dirty history in the past, though, I think, like, if it were a guy like... Brad Marchand. Yeah, sure, like Marchand, let's say. If it were a guy like that, and the same situation happened to him, I think Marchand would have got suspended. But More because McDavid... Yeah, more games especially. I don't think McDavid, he obviously doesn't have a dirty past, so no. I don't think he should have got suspended. I mean, And this, it, this is going to hurt the Oilers, though. They're not, they're not making the playoffs. I don't care what you say. The Oilers are garbage let me this year. Standings. Like, I mean, they are garbage, but like, they're only eight points back currently when we're recording this from the Minnesota Wild. They're not that far back, but they're – they're trying to go for the playoffs, which I don't agree. I think they should just rebuild. No, they should, and, they should rebuild, yeah. That's but, what I think, too. I mean, a team can't rebuild with Connor McDavid as their center core. Like, he just he's going to get 100 points every year, and he's yep. not going to be lo- losing games every year. So, I mean, I Yeah, the Oilers have a, they have had a tough season, too, because their fans have been terrible. They've been booing them at games. I saw a couple throwing videos jerseys. of fans throwing jerseys. Yeah, throwing jerseys on the ice. Because they want to see them win. They have McDavid. They have Drysaddle. Yeah, they, they have, have a good like, good core. 
Like how many first overall picks and high picks do they need to make the playoffs or make the finals for that matter? Like, really? Exactly. This is ridiculous now. All right, want to go to another ridiculous thing? Yes, other thing? news. Uh, Radko Gudash was suspended two games as well for a slash to the head on Nikita Kucherov. What do you think about this, Thomas? I like the accent you put on Gudash. But I think, yeah, that's a suspension. I think it should be more games. Like, he's already have a history with slashing people. Yep. I'm pretty sure last year, two years ago, he got suspended eight or ten games for slashing someone. I forgot who it was, but he went right down on the head of Nikita Kucherov, and that's the leading score in the NHL. It and wasn't, I, looking back at it, it wasn't uh, necessarily a hard slash, but, no, but he's, he's slashing the, the leading point scorer in the league. What do you think is going to happen to you if you're slashing a guy like that on the head? You're going to get suspended for that, and you have a dirty history. I don't know what the hell he was thinking, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know what was going through his head. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what Nikita Kucherov was thinking after he's like, "Who's slashing me in the head?" Like, yeah, no, <laughs> he was probably pretty confused. Yeah, uh, that's okay, a suspension though. I got some other news. This has nothing to do with hockey whatsoever. I don't know if you've heard, but Manny Machado just signed a huge contract with the San Diego Padres this week. Yep. And here's this little kid's thoughts on it. Signed a $300 million deal with the Padres. Why not? I don't want Bogarts. I don't want Bogarts. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. This kid was a Yankees fan. I forgot to mention that before playing that video. Uh, there was rumors that the Yankees were going to sign Manny Machado. Uh, and this kid was obviously, he was pretty livid. He got pretty heated in that little uh, rant, I guess you could call it. Pretty smart kid. He, uh, he has a very good point, though, because if you relate that to the NHL, for example, if you take a guy like Brad Marchand and – the Leafs make a trade for him or sign him in the offseason, whatever, if he becomes a free agent or whatever. You don't want, Leafs fans don't want to see that. You don't want to see a rival coming into your city, playing for your team. That just – it doesn't – you don't want to see that happen. No one wants to see that happen. Manny Machado, for example, uh, he was – On the Orioles. He, yeah, he played for the Orioles in the same division as the Yankees. Uh, a couple – actually, no, two years ago I think he was on the Orioles. Uh, he played for the Dodgers last year, but – this kid's got a point. You don't want to see uh, a player from a rival team coming to your city. Especially your making team. that much money. Like, holy $300 million for the next 10 years. Yep. It's a crazy contract. Yeah, obviously, like, the Leafs fans and other fans in the NHL want to see their biggest rivalry player on their team. So, I agree exactly. with the kid, and he's a very smart kid, and he has a point. So <laughs> Yeah, I love that video. I think it's hilarious, too. Are you looking to sign up with an online sports book for the first time? or just looking to place bets through a new online sportbook, The Breakdown has you covered. Check out mybookie.ag and use your code BRKDWN and you will get a 50% bonus on your deposit up to $100. That means if you deposit $100 using our code, you get $50 free. Use code BRKDWN on mybookie now. 
Or Anyways. Dallas. Yeah, you, you, you go to the next segment. Yeah, so we're going to talk about some teams that are hot right now in the NHL. Uh, so St. Louis Blues lost on, was it Thursday? I think they lost. Yes, yes against Dallas. They Absolutely. were on an 11-game winning streak previous to that loss. Uh, they climbed the rankings big time. They're currently third in the Central Division with 69 points. Thomas, what are your thoughts on the Blues here? Yeah, the Blues are, they started off horribly in the beginning of the season. I would know that because I have Jake Allen and Jaden Schwartz in fantasy at the beginning of the year. I still have Allen. I don't know why I have him because I should have picked up their hot goalie, Jordan Bennington, who has like three shutouts in the past week or something like that. Crazy before he lost against uh, the Stars on Thursday. And yeah, the Blues are just a monster in the West now. And I don't know, they obviously will come down to earth like for the next stretch, but I mean, how much do they come down to earth? Like they're a really good team. Tarasenko, Braden Chen acquired in the off season, Ryan O'Reilly, like they're just a monster in the West. And I think they that. also just swept a, a pretty big road trip. They played in Arizona one, four, nothing, uh, Colorado. They won three, nothing. And then they went back to Minnesota and four, won nothing. four, nothing. So mm-hmm. they shut out, Back-to-back game. A three-game road trip, which was pretty pretty Crazy. impressive. Yeah, Jordan Bennington as well. He's been very good for the Blues. Rookie goaltender. You think he's uh, the future for that franchise? I don't know if he's the future. Like Maybe it's just a lucky season like we saw with like Andrew Hammond a couple years ago with yeah, Ottawa. Yeah, we, we see that a lot with goalies, I find. Matt Murray as well. Like Matt Murray's a solid goalie, but I mean, was he really that solid during that run with the Penguins in his rookie season? So I don't know if Bennington's the future, but he's playing really good right now. So right now he is, but I don't know in the future if he's going to continue that. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning are also hot. Four oh, yeah. goals against in the last five games. That is unbelievable. Impressive. Very impressive. Like I said before, the Golden State Warriors of the NHL. Basically. I wouldn't say to that extent. Not as good, but like... The like NHL is more that. balanced than the NBA, but... I, Look at them in the standings. They're like, I know they're they're up there. They have ninety-eight they, points. They are on an eight-game winning streak. In six of those eight games, they've scored five or more goals, which is amazing. Oh my god! Oh, and shout out to Nikita Kucherov, by the way. Uh, he scored his hundredth point earlier this week. Yep. He's unreal, man. Like he's doing. Yeah, he's having an amazing season. I think Tampa Bay has a very good shot at winning the cup this year. And it like it could be one of their last shots with this core with the squad. Team. Yeah, like they have a Do lot. Do you know of their like contract situation? Yeah, points a free agent. Like, and that guy is going to get points forty goals this year. Well, yeah. So that's going to be tough to sign in the offseason, especially because they have to fit in the cap. Vashlevsky is a free agent in two years, and Strawman's a free agent upcoming uh, this year as well as Braden Coburn. I think they probably walk at the end of the year, bring up some guys from the minors. But Tampa Bay's on a roll. Like their power play's unreal. Like man, like they just have. They probably are the one team in the NHL to have the best players who play that position. Like Kucherov, I think plays right wing. So I would probably think he was the best right wing in the NHL. Stamkos, obviously, he's Stamkos, one of the best center in the league. And Hedman's one of the best defensemen. And Andre Vasilevsky is arguably uh, Hedman the best is actually goalie. underrated. I find as well. Sometimes, yes, he's very underrated, but. He won the Norris last year, so he's obviously really good at his position. 
And then Previous Bachelet. to that Norris Trophy one, though, uh, he was. I think he was kind of underrated. No one really ever talked about him. Everyone talked about Eric Carlson, Brent Burns, Chris Letang, those guys. Exactly. He's right, a big Bo- guy too. He's like six big seven. Big body presence on the yeah. court. All right, Boston Bruins are up next. What do you want to say about yes, them? Yes, Thomas and I are not happy about this. <laughs> the Leafs, on the other hand, have not been winning. That's why. We're not happy. We're unhappy because Boston's been winning, so they're ahead of the Leafs now in the standings. Yep. Uh, Boston, I think they're still on a seven-game win streak right now. Is that right, Thomas? Yes, I think, yeah. They swept their California road trip, which was huge. They played today, though, at four, so whenever this gets posted, they might have lost or won, so maybe they continue the streak, but I don't know. Or end the streak, yeah. Yeah. Who knows what will happen. But, yeah, they've been in some close games, though. Yep. Uh, I'm just looking at some of their recent games right now. They beat the Golden Knights 3-2, beat the Sharks 6-5, Kings 4-2, the Ducks 3-0. That was kind of a blowout. Uh, But, yeah, like, they've been in, like, one to two goal, uh, like, victory margins. So, it's not like they've been blowing out teams, but they've been very good. Yeah, that's what you got to do to win. You got to score goals, and hopefully the opponent doesn't score as much. So they're doing yeah. that. They're doing that. So and the Blues are, or sorry, the Bruins are going to play the Blues in St. Louis again tonight. So they're continuing that. Uh, yeah, trip two West. two big teams are clashing. So hopefully the Blues pull off the dub because I have Allen, and I hope he wins in fantasy again. Yeah. I'm actually versing you in fantasy. So yeah, it's an interesting matchup too. I think I'm winning. Yeah, you are. You want to just let me win or what? Uh, yeah, I am in like last place right now, so it doesn't really matter for me if I win. <laughs> Anyways, now let's talk about some players that are hot. Nikita Kucherov, who we mentioned before, scored his 100th point of the week this week. Uh, he has 12 points in the last five games, and in one of those five games, he went scoreless. Yeah. Very impressive. Uh, he also had one game... Where he scored two goals and three assists on Monday, you said? Yeah, Monday. Yeah, against the Blue Jackets. Um, Tampa Bay won that game 5-1, to so he had a point on every single goal. And, yeah, he's just been amazing. Not just this past week, but the whole season in general, he's he's been unreal. I think before his first 100-point season last year, I think, I wouldn't say he was underrated, but I say he was underappreciated in the NHL, like, yeah. Now he's just one of the superstars everyone knows. Like he has a hundred points this year already. Like he's on pace to have like hundred and thirty points, which is That's beating, crazy. Like how yeah. when was the last time we had a leading point scorer score over like hundred and ten points? Do you remember? Not since I wanna say Thornton or Crosby or Ovechkin in like two thousand five, six or seven. Like a while like, ago, right? It, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's a while ago. Yeah. Right? Crazy and Nikita Kucherov's a Russian player, like pretty he, amazing, pretty stuff, good for yeah. his country. And Ovechkin, obviously, his counterpart, and on the Caps is doing good as well. He's going to hit fifty goals. So we also have Alexander Barkov. Yep, he's been doing very well as well. He uh, his last three games have all been multi-point games. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also scored a hat trick last Sunday against Montreal. Not to mention he scored through the legs on Carey Price. Yeah. That was, that was that was a nasty goal. That was disgusting. Vasilevsky next? Or do you want to keep talking about Barkov? 
Yeah, no, let's go on to Vashlevsky. Uh He's yeah. won his last six straight starts. Uh, Thomas, you have any more stats on him? I don't have any more stats, but I, I, I know every game he wins because I have on my fantasy team. As, again, I keep talking <laughs> about my team. But you like, have everyone on your fantasy team, apparently. Like Vashlevsky, man, he, he was injured for a month and Louis Domingue took over the starting job in Tampa and Domingue did just as good a job as Vashlevsky's doing now. And Vashlevsky, man, like... He also, uh, he got back-to-back shutouts. Yeah. Um, against Dallas and then Montreal, I believe. Yeah, so the Thursday night and Saturday night of last week. Yes, of last week, exactly. Yeah, and he's been amazing as well. Like, I don't know, man. Like, without him, the Tampa Lightning are still good because Louis Domingue did a fine job in net for them when he got injured. But Vasilevsky is definitely and arguably one of the best goalies in the NHL this year. Easily. So, maybe this a Vesna year especially. Yeah. He's also, I believe he's leading um, the league in save percentage as well. It's a point nine three one save percentage, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, he, and he missed time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't affect your save percentage stat, right? But no, still. but still, that's, he's yeah, catching up to goalies that are playing every game. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's up on the podium for the Vesna Trophy uh, this summer in June. So Easily. He'll easily be in that conversation, I think. No right. doubt about it. And also, goalie. Corey, Corey yeah. Schneider, he's won his last three straight starts. He got a shutout on Thursday against yep. Ottawa. Yep. Well, it's not very hard to shut out Ottawa, but... That's not. He faced 30 shots that night. So. <laughs> I know, but everyone was scratched Stone, Zingle, and Duchesne when he was a mess. <laughs> Good so. point. But I'm not taking anything away from Corey Schneider. So. He also technically got a shutout against Minnesota when he came in to relieve... Um, what's his name? Keith Kincaid, right? Yep. Yeah, he came in to relieve Kincaid, and what a weird name, eh? Keith Kincaid, double K. Double K, yeah. Yeah, anyway, so uh, Corey Schneider came in to relieve Kincaid against Minnesota on the 15th. Yeah, so the Friday, I think that was. Yeah, last Friday. Yeah. Uh, And he stopped 15 shots. He played 36 minutes and didn't let any goals, and so... He didn't get credited with the shutout, but he still... He technically for, did, but... He technically got a shutout, yeah. Even in, though, our, in our books, he did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's been on fire lately. He hadn't won a game in the NHL in 14 months, so good on Corey Schneider for this incredible stretch of games that he's putting together. And the New Jersey uh, Devils need that sort of goaltending because they have not gotten... They haven't had a, good, a great season at all. And they haven't had a, like really a good consistent goalie since Marty Brodeur, arguably. Too, right. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, Corey Schneider's been pretty good for them. He's been good, but I mean, Keith Kincaid took over the starting job when they made the playoffs last year for the first time since they went to the finals with Brodeur. Yeah. But hopefully, I mean, New Jersey, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. So. Well, they're second last in the NHL right now. Yeah. Last so in their division and the Eastern Con- Or no, sorry, they're third last in the NHL, actually. Wow, what a difference. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, I don't see them making the playoffs, but good they on them. They won't. 100% they won't. And they just made a trade today for Ben Lovejoy, so. Yes, they did. They acquired um, Connor Care. No, they traded Lovejoy, sorry. They traded Lovejoy for a third round pick and um, Connor Carrick. Connor uh, Carrick, yeah. Former Leaf. Former Leaf. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hopefully it helps uh, the Dallas Stars and hopefully it helps the New Jersey Devils for the future. So just mentioning that right now. All right, so Thomas, who's not hot right now in the NHL? 
who's not hot. The Minnesota Wild are not hot. I mean, no, they are not. They dropped in the standings pretty drastically. Yeah, they won last night though versus Detroit again. Yeah, two game winning not, streak. Detroit's but... not that good, but not taking anything away from anyone. But yeah, they beat New, um, Detroit last night. And then they beat the Rangers the night before that. Both of those games are on the road, actually. But before those two wins. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're talking That's why about. they're on this list. Yeah. They got shut out against the Ducks, one of the worst teams in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Got shut out against the Blues, who they've been pretty hot. Lost against the Devils, 5-4, to four, who are not, arguably not the best team, or one of the best teams in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, lost against the Flyers. And they lost against the Islanders. They were on a five-game losing streak before those two wins. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, so they they haven't been hot at all. And um, they just got Ryan Donato, a future player. So hopefully, I don't know. Like, like their management says that they're gonna go for the playoffs, but they could make playoffs. They're. I don't know. Like, you don't think so? I think they can, but like. They Another, could. They easily could. They've been bounced they just, in the they first that, round. They just had like this one bad stretch. They've been bounced around in the first round for who knows how long in the second round. Who knows how long. Like, Why just not take a year off, rebuild, get a high pick, get a high draft choice. Like, Why don't you just do that instead of getting kicked I out of the playoffs? I wouldn't say they need to rebuild, though. No, no, no. But retool would be nice. Like, They keep getting kicked out of the first round, second round, as previously mentioned. Didn't they lose Koivu as well to a season-ending injury? Yeah, he, he just got a leg injury, so. He's out for the season, though, so that's going to hurt him. Yeah, that's a big sentiment for them, so. But they got Ryan Donato, who has three points yeah. in two games. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. He's actually doing well for them, surprisingly. Yeah. We talked about him before and how he's been a bust for the Bruins, but. Ottawa Senators in the next team. Yes, Ottawa Senators are also not doing well they've lost their last three straight games not and they also got shut out in two of those games so they got shut out their last, yesterday. last two games they got shut out yesterday exactly also the you who they, wait who they play last night actually they played matthew shane in the columbus blue jackets right it's their former team and i got a stat about that so yes i forgot, forgot to, mention, to mention that at the beginning of the pod but when we talked about that trade yeah so matthew shane obviously traded to the columbus blue jackets and it's his second time getting traded in his NHL career. And it's his second time. So previously when he got traded from Colorado to Ottawa, his next game was against Colorado, his former team. And then when he got traded from Ottawa to Columbus, he versed Ottawa in his next game. So that's pretty weird. Yeah, that's very weird. He played his former team Twice. right away, right after he got traded. Yeah. And Ottawa's not very good. So, Anyways, yeah, back to Ottawa. They're 1-5 in, in their last six. And, I mean, four of those games were on the road, and it's always tough to win uh, when you're on a road trip like that. Mm-hmm. But still, they're not they're not doing very well. They also had a, a very high-scoring game against Chicago in an 8-7 loss in Chicago. They kept up uh, I was surprised about that game. Yeah, it was high-scoring and. Very you don't really scoring. usually see high scoring games in NHL nowadays. Now it's just like keep the lead and hopefully not uh, not high scoring to that extent. They yeah. have been high scoring. Like yeah, I've been but... betting a lot of the overs this year. <laughs> well, uh, like... and I've been winning a lot of those bets, especially yeah, we... like first period overs. I know that 
our NHL crew is huge on those. Our first period over bets. Shout out to them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that game kind of surprised me a little bit. Yeah. Well, very... Ottawa. I mean, I don't mean to cut you off, but Ottawa is very like they're obviously in a rebuild situation, and and they yeah they don't usually score a lot. Really, I don't blame them. They don't have much forwards that consistently score. Like, I mean, besides Matthew Shane, Mark Stone, and Ryan Zingle, who one of them is traded, and probably both of the other ones are going to get traded too, is going to be their only scorers of the season. It's not helping anyone else from their depth. Like, no one else is scoring. Yeah, but Thomas Shabbat's unreal. Anyways, on to the next team here. Last team of who's not hot: Winnipeg Jets. Yep. They're one and three in their last four. Uh, they were on a three-game losing streak until last night. They, uh, I don't remember who they played, but they, they won played last night. Vegas. They won six-three. Right. Yep. Um, and they lost. They got blown out against Colorado seven to one on Wednesday. That was that was brutal. Yeah, but they're good. Uh, we've seen some blowouts like that uh, this season, especially, but not not from a top. T- like we we haven't seen top teams really. Losing that badly. They get blown to shreds. 7-1, to one, that's pretty bad. But Winnipeg is a good team, and I think they're fine heading into the playoffs. Like I think it's just a stretch of games where you just don't win, and puck doesn't go in. And Line A scored his first goal in 15 games last night, so that's going to help them a lot. Yeah, Line A, finally, he's kind of getting back on track there. That's that's always good news for them. Yeah, he still doesn't have uh, more goals than Lucic in 2019, so... Good on the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't say I don't like Line A, but, you know, the draft with Austin Matthews and the fans comparing each other to him. I'm like, I, I was kind of grinning when he's going through the stretch, not scoring, but I- Line is a solid yeah. player. Line is a solid player, and he's going to get banked this summer as he's an RFA. So. Oh, yeah, he will. They're going to pay him. He will be their highest play- paid player, I think, or I one mean, of them, at least. Yeah, because their highest paid player is Shifley at six mil, so. He's gonna get over six mil, I think. I would assume so. If he, I mean, if he performs, yeah, from exactly. now until the end of the season. Want to do the quick mentions you have here? Uh yeah. I mean, the usual teams that yeah. don't do well. Um, Anaheim has not been doing very well. Edmonton, they've been doing kind of, kind of poopy. <laughs> <laughs> and the Kings as well. They have not been doing great either. Uh, the Kings are on a six-game losing streak right now. I don't know. Uh, they just made that big trade. Carl uh, Haglin, they got rid of him. Uh, yeah, they're probably going to be looking to rebuild too, I would assume. I would assume so, but with the contracts of Kopitar and Doughty, like how the hell do you rebuild? Sorry for my language if that's a bad language word, but yeah, I don't know how you rebuild with those two mega contracts that they signed with their two best players. Yeah. And they just traded Muzzin to the Leafs, which I'm very happy about, but he's not getting the playing time. But they acquired a first-round pick and two prospects, so that obviously is kind of... Yeah. That'll help a lot. Yeah, in the future. And then Anaheim just lost yesterday 2-1 to the Calgary Flames. Anaheim just has been able to score this year, and everyone is having a down year, so I don't blame them for not scoring because everyone is not scoring. Any more thoughts on uh, these quick matches before we go to the are probably the most liked segment that people are going to like. Yeah, let's just go on to that segment, actually. All right, so you, you introduce it. We're calling this segment the Battle of the Buds, uh, me versus TV. Yep. And 
basically what's going to happen, how it's going to work is we're each going to pick three games each week on a week-to-week basis, so mm-hmm. from Saturday to Saturday. Yep. Any three games. We could take any three games, but we can't pick the same games. Yep. Um, so, Thomas, do you want to start with your picks my this week? Okay, so I picked actually tonight's game. So uh, whenever this gets obviously posted, um, tonight's game is between the Leafs and the Habs. So I'm obviously going to take the Leafs because, you know, can't I'm, go not, I'm, not, I'm not biased, but I don't want to go against them. Yeah, you're never going to go against them. And they're obviously they're on a hot streak versus the Habs right now, so I'll take the Leafs versus uh, the Habs tonight. Uh, My first game is going to be on Sunday. The Flames are playing in Ottawa against the Sens. I think the Flames are going to take that one on the road, especially because the Sens, they're not even going to be focused on winning that game. They're going to be focused. They're, well, their management will be focused on making some big trades before the trade deadline. Yep. So I'm taking the Flames in that game. Thomas, what's your second game? Um, I'm going to go to the Sharks versus the Red Wings. I think I typed it in wrong, but I could. No, it's on the Tuesday. February 26th would be a Tuesday. So I'm going to take the Sharks over the Red Wings. The Red Wings haven't been good, and Sharks are on a run. Martin Jones is just unbelievable. Brent Burns, unbelievable. Forward group. Just unbelievable. So I'm gonna yeah, take the, the Sharks, Sharks, we didn't even talk about them in our hot segment. I guess they haven't been... As hot as the teams we met. As, yeah. they. I mean, they're 8-1-1 and one in their last 10. Yeah, they're, They've been doing very well. That's that's a solid pick, I think. Especially against the Red Wings, who haven't Exactly. Been. My second pick, I'm going to be going to a Monday night game. I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Lightning against the Oilers. This is... I can imagine the Lightning are going to be a heavy favorite in this game. Especially with McDavid as a lineup. Yeah, that's that's a big factor. That's one of the reasons why I took this game, actually, because Smart I know guy. that I, I can't see the Oilers even scoring in that game. I'm predicting a shutout. Tampa Bay's going to shut out oh. the Edmonton Oilers on the road on Monday. This guy. Oh, that's so my we, bold prediction. So do we want to put extra points in this for this pick? If uh, they make get it a worth two, make it worth two if they get or a like shutout. Or like 0.5, you know, if we're tied. 0.5. If we're, if we're tied, let's say we tie, and then that could be the point breaker if you're going to say a shutout. Sure. Yeah, okay. okay. I won't add the 0.5 onto my record if okay. they do end up winning, but that could be a tiebreaker. Okay. I'm going to take the next game, Friday, March 1st, Pens versus Sabres. I mean, Sabres are – I'm currently watching the game to my right, so they're they're winning 4-2 against Washington with seven minutes to go. And Jeff Skinner looked like he broke his ankle, eh? Yeah, so that does not look good for the Sabres going to the playoff stretch, and I'm going to take the Penguins over the Sabres. In that game, okay. Yep. Okay, so the last game for this segment, Tuesday, February 26th. We're going backwards in the calendar here. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be taking the Capitals against the Sens. Okay, safe. Pick. I'm picking against the Sens twice. <laughs> in the against the Sens again. Have to. You I have to pick winning. against the bad teams to to win. That's the easiest go-to route. Yeah, I could see that should be an easy one. These are I picked two road games, by the way. I think actually, did you take all road games? I took all. I might have taken one road game, Sharks versus Red Wings. I, I, I Let me check that. Hold on. Yeah, no, you're right. I believe you took one road game. I took two, but I did take two of the best teams in the NHL. Against, the two, against three bad teams. You know what? That's unfair. 
Like, hey, I mean, you got to pounce on we're the battling it out here. That's yeah. what I'm gonna do. To smart get my decisions. Wins. You got. You made a smart move there. I'm just gonna check when the San Jose. No. When do they play the Red Wings? Sorry, they play the Red Wings on Sunday. So yeah, Sunday. As well. Yeah. And they're in Detroit. The 24th. Yeah. Yeah. And then March 1st is a Friday. Pittsburgh is. Uh, they're away, so I picked two away games as well. Or no, two, two, and you picked one. No, I picked two away games too. So we both got two away games. So, I mean, if the home crowd helps, helps out their team to beat us in the best of Buds picks, then, sorry, battle the Buds. Correct myself there. Yeah, so next week, uh, on our next podcast, we're going to look back at the games that we picked and Mm -hmm. record our records. And we're going to keep a tally of our records throughout the rest of the NHL season. Rest of the year. So, and then what do you, what's the winner going to get? I say we do a punishment. The loser. Okay. uh, I don't know. What should the punishment be here, Thomas? We didn't even discuss this. We actually didn't. And we're going to do it live on the air right now. So, (laughs) I don't know. Do you want to place money? Because I know you like placing bets. You want to go like, I don't know, ten bucks if you want more. Like, do you want to put money into this gambling? Yeah, let's do twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. And a pun- we'll think of a punishment, and we will announce it next week. Okay, that's fine. Uh, yeah, because we really haven't discussed that. So. Anyways, I think that's all we got for today, Thomas. You want to wrap things up here? Yeah. So that's all we got. Um, trade deadline, obviously, on Monday going to be big moves we're obviously going to talk about the moves that are going to happen next week on saturday to recap the trade deadline it's probably going to be kind of a special episode would you say about the trade deadline coverage i would say depending on the amount of moves made okay depending on the amount of moves that are made because there were there were actually a lot of trades that we had to talk about today yeah and hopefully there's more monday because i'm going to be watching all day and I don't want to be bored all day just looking at my phone and nothing happening so like the last couple years there haven't been that many trades in the last couple pretty, trade deadlines. Pretty brutal. But yeah, um, that's episode one of the end-to-end Puck Talk podcast with me and Andrew Flager. I'm Thomas, and this is... Say your name. Andrew Flager. Yeah. And that's all we got for today's episode. See you guys next week.